turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. What up, podcasting world? This is Anthony Roberts, also the reality is where filter becomes extinct. And I'm not even going to tell you we got a great show lined up for you this week, man. You should already know that by now. This is our 34th episode. Unfortunately, this one will be a little bit short. We had the Sharky Awards this week. We were nominated. Uh, the reality is was nominated for Best Live Show, the show that we had at Absinthe Lounge. But we did not win. We had a lot of stiff competition. And hats go off to everybody who won. Uh, Vincent Tucker, I don't know what category he won, but I was very impressed with some of the names that he um some of the famous people that he had interviewed not even just because they were famous just because of the talent uh people like kevin hart jennifer hudson tyrese um for me hearing those names it definitely motivated me to want to do more for my show and, and to push my crew a little bit harder so i'm amped i'm amped about the next year um and the possible you know possibilities of being nominated for other shows again we took it with grace you know we lost to don't get me to line about the name of the show but they did a live recording from essence fest and uh it was amazing man it was it was amazing like i said i told everybody before the show or the award show even started i was like hey man if we win that's great if we win it's awesome but to even be nominated was something that was very humbling we didn't even vote for ourselves uh we had people at fishbowl who voted for us to even be uh, nominated for the best live show and we've only been there maybe six maybe seven months so to be nominated that early was was a pretty big deal man we had a great time um, but I wanted to give a personal shout out to Sammy G the owner of Fishbowl Radio for giving us the opportunity uh, to, to have our own podcast in the Blue Bowl um, she has allowed us to break some rules um, <laughs> and being in the Blue Bowl, I want to give a shout out to Rob, uh, Angelo, and all the people who have helped us uh, thus far since we've been at Fishbowl to make us feel welcome and make us feel comfortable. Um, to my team, let's go out here and get it this next year. Let's grind, let's put in the work because it will pay off. You know, we didn't even do a lot of things or weren't even aware of a lot of things going into this week's um, or this year's uh, Sharky Awards, and we still got nominated. So we got a lot of work to do. We got a great team. Um, this week, we talk about a lot of things. Like I said, the show was cut a little bit short, but we did touch on mental illness. Um, we talked a little bit about um, how to invest in friends and why it's so important to vet, invest in friends. As we all know, reciprocity being the number one rule of thumb for you know what we push when we're talking about relationships of any kind. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. It's only about an hour, maybe a little bit under an hour due to, like I said, the Shark Hill Wars. So we're going to definitely come back this week and give you two hours. Uh, thanks to our special guest, Joseph Harris. He should be back next week because we kind of shorted him or cheated him on the time. So enjoy this show, man. It's me. It's the homie Gary. He's back in the studio. Uh, Coop came back and we had the guest, Mr. Harris. So you guys enjoy. And um, hope you enjoy the show, man. As we always say, man, we got a great show lined up for you. It's going to be quick. Uh, we got the Sharky Awards tonight. If you guys already know about that, we were nominated for Best Live Show with other, I think it was like two or three other nominees. But uh, we got a good show lined up for you guys. We got the homie uh, JoJo. I'm going to go to the street name. <laughs> What's good with you, Joseph? Street names in here. <laughs> you doing all right today, bro? Yeah, you can get it. First of all. Do not call me Jojo. That was the boy in me. I'm a full grown man. And we got the homie uh, Gary back in here, man, co hosting this thing up. We appreciate you, man. You doing all right today? I'm good, man. I'm good. And uh, we got the TK's finest. We got Miss Coopwood in here. What's up with you? So we're going to jump right into this thing, and with me jumping right into this thing, man, we're going to be talking about, in relationships, how do you define jealousy versus disrespect? This was kicked to us by Gabrielle Johnson. Um, she is not here today. She had a death in the family. So we want to say, we're with you, Gabrielle. Hope everything is going all right. Hopefully you had a safe trip back home, and man, uh, prayers and blessings go out to your family, man. So. So. If you go to a party with the guy or girl and he or she leaves you with another with a you know when another friend or not of the opposite sex walks through the door without 
possible or proper introduction is that disrespect to a female so we'll start with you first christian do you think in that scenario that if you're with a guy at a party and a female walks in and he leaves to go to her stays with her all night without you knowing about it or knowing like that person no uh, prior introduction no introduction upon the time that you arrive is that and he's disrespect? never introduced and he's never introduced you before he doesn't even introduce you that night and it doesn't introduce you that night okay yeah that's a little disrespectful i think the whole disrespect thing comes in way before that night yeah. and it's probably a, a pattern and a habit at that point yeah. if he's gonna walk off and not say anything to, to the person yeah. yeah it's one thing for like somebody to be there and you say hey this is such and such hey this is such and such and you do your formal inductions and then y'all move around yeah. but for him to just say oh i'm gonna leave you in your seat and then i'm gonna go ahead over here kick it with her. yeah that's a little bit much and that's what I, I thought the same thing because i was like the only way it could be different is if you've you've already introduced them prior right and then you know who this girl is to where even when she comes in if she speaks to him you already know her so it's not an obligation, but if you want to be inserted into that situation, you can speak because you know this person. Right. So it's like if I kick it with Gary, you know, and this could be even looked at as friends. I feel like if I kicked it with Gary and then I priorly, I, pre- I pre- previously introduced Gary to Joseph. Mm-hmm. And then when we hang out again, I see Joseph. I go talk to Joseph. If me and Joseph talk for 30 minutes and you don't come around, because guys do this too, they may be like, damn, this nigga, he act like he don't know me, but we been cool. But yeah. if you know this dude, insert yourself in that situation because you know him. You don't have to wait for me to say, hey, hey bro, you, you, re- hey, you remember you remember <laughs> Joseph? No, yeah. you can just come over there. And I feel like the same thing for females, though. And I think at the same time, for the person like in you in that situation, um, you know, it should – even though it may not necessarily be disrespectful if they have met each other and yeah. it's a situation like that, I don't think it hurts to be like, hey, man, you remember such and such yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's part of just being kind of a courteous. good host or yeah. being courteous yeah. um, versus the alternative. But, I, I mean, I agree with Christian. Because th- at first I was going to be like, you know, I don't know if I'd say it's disrespectful, but if I just leave somebody that I'm They're somewhere with, with yeah. yeah. And don't say anything, and I just bounce the whole night. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a bit much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's being, not just being a bad host or a bad, you know, being, not being courteous, but that is kind of disrespectful. And then as a woman, it's on you. Like, are you going to sit there for the rest of the night, or are you going to try to make yourself notice? Are you going to go say something to him? Or yeah. do you want to leave because he's not respecting you? Yeah. So then you got to, you know, choose which route you take with it, too. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. you got, what you got for us, Joseph? Don't get shot on this mic, man. You be speaking up when we talk outside. Well, I definitely say that. Um, Did he try to get in a deep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that microphone to do it to you. He's trying to make sure yeah, nobody's nobody sexy. Like he's Jojo in yeah. here. Yeah. He very white and incarnated over here. <laughs> I am not Jojo today. <laughs> Wait a minute now. You no, felt like I, that about 10 minutes ago. Okay, go ahead. But... <laughs> I say that it's definitely disrespectful. Yeah. I think the part that came in and made it disrespectful is the fact that he had introduced two strangers to each other. Yeah. If they were people, like you said, that had known one another, it'd be a different story. Now, I think there is a caveat to that, though. Yeah, I like that caveat. Is that <laughs> if I walk in with a friend who, who, who is a guy, yeah. I'm going to stick with friends for a moment, and I come in with him and I'm talking to anybody in the party, I don't feel as though that friend, that male friend, should feel any way about it. Yeah. He should always feel open to walking up and inserting himself. Now, if it's a woman I'm interested in, because I know how me and my boys would do, yeah. he's like, man, yeah, that's yeah, who is this you talking to? You know, we'll, we'll say certain things to kind of give each other some cues. Yeah. And then I'll let him know in a way that go or stand down. Yeah. But if we're talking about a lady friend of mine, just a friend. Yeah. She should do the same thing. Yeah. A significant other, you always got to introduce them to the person. I've been shot in the foot about 10 times <laughs> by not doing that. Yeah. And and then guys don't even realize, like, if you just introduced us, it wouldn't even be a big thing. We'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. No this such deal. and such, you go do you, I'm going to go do me. But then when you don't introduce us, that's when we start thinking, like, what the fuck? What, what, what Why they did got he say that? Yeah. Who Why is he this didn't person bring me he's not introducing me to? Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> And I think as a general rule of thumb, I would say that, you know, if 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 I'm there as the quote unquote host, I mean, even if it's a neutral location, yeah. but if I'm, you know, if I'm the one that's familiar with that environment or the crowd and then I bring somebody as a guest, 
I think it's my responsibility to make sure that that person feels comfortable yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of who Agreed. they're interacting with. And that's male or female. Yeah. I think if anybody, if if I'm there, if I went with Christian somewhere yeah. and it was her crowd, you know, more so, or if I'm, if I go to a work function with Monica, yeah. then it's on, it's on her to be able to make sure that I'm, that, you know, good. that I'm good, that yeah. I'm not, you know, feeling uncomfortable, that I'm not left out. You know, all that I had that stuff. situation. Um, I, I've told you about several times about the chick I dated that was a doctor at the plastic surgery clinic. Mm-hmm. I never Never forget going to one of the parties out in like um shit preston hollow you know that's prestigious so i'm out oh, there yeah. we pull up like first of all she had a mercedes i had a honda and i was like you want to drive my car to a party where motherfuckers <laughs> driving maseratis mercedes benz lexus everything else and you want me to drive a honda she's like it's not a big deal i'm like all right we'll go right so she's looking nice whatever so we walk in this is i'm still kind of new to dallas at this time so when we walk in i'm like okay Everybody looks great. Everybody's in top shape. You have a lot of gays, which I didn't have a problem with. But at that time, I was still new to that right. whole scene. Right. So I'm like, okay, I get in. She immediately walks off. As more white people. She walks off. She gets with people. And I'm stuck in a corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So for me, not knowing any of these people, I feel out of place. I feel out of place, one, because our tax income brackets are totally different. <laughs> you know, what I'm driving is totally different. I always keep myself prepared and dress nice. You know what I'm saying? But you still feel a certain way because you're like, how do I engage in this situation when I'm not used to it? And then I call, I literally called my brother. He had just moved here. He drove way out there to Preston Hollow. And maybe it was me after a while because I'm, he came in. He met this little Hispanic dude. They drinking by the pool. And I'm like, I'm still left here by myself. But it was only because I was like, how do I interact with this? My brother was used to it because he was married to a nurse. And, you know, they went to all these places. Right. But for me, I was still I had not transcended to this level of interacting with people on this level. So I felt like at that time, I'm like, damn, this is disrespectful. You left me. You leave me out here. Then, you know. I kind of got my feelings because I'm like all these tall doctors and shit hugging on her and greeting her. And I'm like, but I'm still in the corner. So it's like at that point, I'm like, are you ashamed of who I am? Or, right. you know, why are you even bring me to this month? Right. So it's like I feel like an introduction can go either way for men or women. Yeah. But it's like it wasn't even a jealousy of her being with those other people. It was the fact that she just went on about her way without even introducing me. And I'm stuck in a corner where nobody's speaking to me. Right. And that's what I was going to say. It's not necessarily because, you know, we're on that topic of jealousy, disrespect. And I think that you could be put in that situation and be upset and be, you know, rightfully you know, justifiably mad. But it's not a jealousy thing. You right. know, I think it, it that's a completely separate thing from being jealous. Now, on the other hand, if there's a situation where you go with somebody somewhere and, and it is jealousy and you are acting out of, the, you know, those feelings yeah. when this person has introduced you and, oh, why are you talking to her so long and that kind of stuff, then I think that's different. But in this situation, that's just you just need to be courteous. So if we're talking about jealousy, if it is a jealousy situation, is it on the person who's jealous to fix it or is it on their date or significant other to try to get them out of that? That's a good question. Sometimes it's both. I think so. Let's dig into that. I feel it. Well, I mean, to me, I feel like when it comes to jealousy, it depends on if you know, like we were talking about before, if you are a person who knows the person and you haven't engaged or introduced or put yourself into that situation and you're just like sitting back saying, well, why are they over there talking? And why we ain't what then that to me becomes some kind of insecurity or some kind of jealous, right. you know, being jealous. I agree and with that because it's like you can all you have to do is get up, go over there and insert yourself in the situation. Exactly. But it's like when you're insecure, or when you're jealous and, and, and I'm just going to be hypothetical because I'm not really an insecure or a jealous person. I'm guessing you're sitting back thinking if you go over there, then you're going to look like you're jealous and insecure. But it's like it's a catch 22 and it's a lose lose. If you come over there. And you're acting a certain way. Depends on your approach. Depends on your approach. You could be jealous. And if you're sitting back, because for me, if I'm a jealous person or I'm an insecure person, I'm going to walk up and make myself not feel that way by saying, hey, what you guys talking about? To where if it's my girl, I can easily walk up and put my arm around her waist because that's my girl. You know, and if it's a girl, you could walk up, put your arm on my shoulder or you could, you know, laugh or do something flirty Mm -hmm. and insert yourself. I'm not going to lie. When I'm talking to a person and I see their dude walk up and do that type of move. He felt some type of way about himself. Of course. Is that when I'm talking to him, he comes up and says, hey, what's hey, up, baby? Because you like, don't have to do that. He's, he's, he's right. pissing on a tree. It depends. And I there are tree. times when the girl may be like, damn, I want my dude to come That's up and take his claim. That's what I Yeah, just take his claim. He's just going to sit back and watch. ain't going to say nothing. But as an outsider of the relationship, I'm looking at him like, I do the same thing. But at the end of the day, 
Exactly. Yeah. Outside of the relationship. Yeah. The relationship is between the, between the guy and the girl. Yeah. So at the end of the night, they go home together. True so that. they need to make sure they're on the same page. Yeah. It really right. don't matter what the other person What the person feels or thinks. Right. And that's then true. for that person that's sitting back just watching, all you're doing is making yourself matter. Because <laughs> you don't even know what's going on. And that's what I was going to say. Anthony, you made a good point when you were talking about you know, you could be jealous whether or not you go and insert yourself in or you stand back. I mean, that's just a difference of personality. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people are overtly aggressive. Some people passive aggressive. But jealousy, I think, is a, is can be very problematic. And I don't think it's necessarily. And I lost my damn train of thought. I, was I did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to just bullshit well, you, bullshit why you, <laughs> and bullshit you. Well, why you, you get your train of thought, yeah. I'll say this. <laughs> while you sitting back on the sideline, you over here running through scenarios of what they're talking about. Exactly. Creating a whole thing in That's your true. mind about it what's happening. It ain't even nothing about it. Nothing. They could be talking about what's happening at the office if they work together. Yeah. But what's happening at the office ain't got nothing to do with nothing. And you over here. It's just yeah. like people saw, like we talked about last week about checking people's phones. It's like if you looked in the phone and it's a girl that you know, even if she just say, hey, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate everything you did for me last week. If you just read that, you could, could be like, did they fuck? Did they go to dinner? But in, it could be he was just there for her when she needed it. Yep. Some words of condolences if she lost somebody or a breakup or whatever. But it's like if you you got to get out of your own way. First of all, don't check the damn phone. Second yeah, of all, don't check the yeah, phone, don't check the phone. Don't check and phone. Get out, get out of any guys because yeah. you got guys to do the shit. Because you know? if you do that, there's already a suspicion whether it's justified or not. So yeah. you're going to come to, so if you did read that innocent text message, you're going to read it through the lens of, this she was bouncing on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And, and you're going yeah. to piss yourself off because yep. like Chris said, man, you're going to always find what you're looking for, even yep. if it's not there. So I got a, I got a story about that. <laughs> so about, well, one being jealous of her going through a phone and reading something. Yeah. It was on a Facebook, actually. She decided to use my computer. I left at her crib. She went on. I had my Facebook. It automatically pops up. Yeah. So she saw it. A lady text messaged me. I mean, I uh, messaged me and said, "Hey, I saw you. I think you look nice. I've been checking you out for a little bit. Yeah. Want to see what's up?" She kept sending me messages before I responded. I finally responded and I said, "Well, you know, I can't, <laughs> you know, get at you at this time with your chocolate self." <laughs> inappropriate um, <laughs> in a goddamn appropriate <laughs> and what I realized at the time was that I was very inappropriate yeah. by even saying that part but she was chocolate yeah. and um, <laughs> that did cause some problems and some issues in my relationship yeah. because I said that even though I shot her down I was like but I told her no yeah. I didn't even engage I said you saw me say nothing else to this woman I didn't get a number to contact or anything I told her no but, but that chocolate self part. That, that chocolate <laughs> self part got it. Yeah. I've done yeah, that, that too. Was I've done that and I've been right. told because I may say something like, you know, all right, Miss Lady or whatever. I mean, for me, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like sometimes you have to know when to turn it on and turn it off. You know, it's not that you mean anything by it. But like I said, I know for me, for so long, I always I address girls as babe or Miss Lady or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be to where it carried over. And this, I mean, not to be funny, Jessica, everybody knows Jessica as the producer of the show. She's like my sister. But if she hits me up, I'd be like, all right, Miss Lady, like it ain't even nothing like I want to smack. It's just like something that you get used to saying. And then Joseph, I know Joseph. I've been knowing him for years. He's a lot like me. He's straight to the point. He's blunt. So it's one of them things to where you probably didn't mean anything by it. But it's just like with your chocolate. I mean. I know he did. I was, I was I trying mean, to cover. <laughs> <laughs> but even if, even if it was some flirting, so uh, so we got it. We talked about we this, did. and this could be a, a did, topic bro. for another day. Yes. But flirting is everybody. Really, does. Everybody flirts. Everybody. And, everybody and flirts. really, there's really nothing wrong with it, except for the fact that people get insecure about it, and sometimes flirting can lead to, to crossing actions. lines. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have, have to. to. It's up to the person. And flirting is a completely, I mean, it's actually a healthy thing. It's it been is, proven dog. to be a healthy thing oh my God, in terms of being able to nurture people's personality, <laughs> yes. sexuality, stuff like that. It just has to be done appropriately yeah. and not inappropriately. Bro, you know every I'm girl well, I dated. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to say from a girl's perspective, yes. Nothing's wrong with flirting, but I don't want to see my man flirting with anyone. Well, else. yeah, you don't want to see, <laughs> see your, it, your yeah. other yeah. but it happens, you it, know. It, it happens, yeah. but and then the problem is that it's like you start flirting, and then it's it, most of the time it's kind of like a snowball, and it gets a little bit more, and then it gets a little more, bit more, and the next thing you know, y'all going out, y'all doing something that you ain't supposed to be doing. Depends. It, it opens the door. 
for guys and girls to get a little bit too comfortable. I think I look at it from a perspective of like every girl I've ever dated, like if they go out and let's just say a guy compliments them. I feel like some kind of flirting, at, like just say, for instance, at a bar, even if it's something harmless, like if a dude comes to the bar and he tells your girl, man, you look nice tonight. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he may ask where you got the dress on. And so and you carry on a 15 minute conversation about flirting. The reason I say that is healthy, because for speaking that for me, healthy, but I'm talking that I get what that's you're saying, flirting when you just meet a random person. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's what I mean. I'm I don't mean like a consistent person. Consistent per- person yeah, that's, that's different. With. That's, yeah. that's different. That's, that's, that's different. And I get it. But I think it's healthy when you go out like that, because I know it's times that and like I say, speaking for me and we follow off we don't tell you all the time consistently sometimes that you look beautiful or that you're this and that and going to the bar to get that reaffirmation it's good and it's the same thing for men you know what i'm saying but i get what you're saying if you're doing it with a consistent person where you like this this that you exchange numbers and it's like a daily weekly monthly thing right yes eventually it can yeah become something i want to get back to i just your got question. a little head that wasn't really cheating Whoa! What was that song? Whoa! That was coming. definitely cheating. Coming. Oh, and I think on that gold song, he's like, "I just got a little head. I wasn't really cheating." <laughs> Go back to your question about the uh, jealousy piece. What was your? What did you ask again? Because that's what I was asking. Is it on the person who's jealous right, right. to fix it, or is it on the person, the significant other, or the date to try to make yeah. the person who's jealous feel better? See, I think that's a real good question. I think it depends on the relationship. You know, if you if there's somebody who is just always insecure and and needs to come up out of that in a, in an immature way i think to some extent it's it might be mine or whoever the significant other's responsibility is to make sure they're comfortable but at the same time if you cater to that all the time they're never going to learn they're never going to come out of that you know what i'm saying versus if you're just being completely disrespectful like the scenario we said earlier and this person's starting to get jealous that might be on you you know so i think it it depends man because you know i've i've known people in the past that have just been you know you you smile at somebody else and they just they just uh, so i got a situation like that yeah i'm a very social and charming guy i've been involved with a lot of different things around the city throwing events myself I've also been sitting on some boards as a social chair. I used to have an ex. You're probably going to hear the show because I told her, listen, I used to have an ex that anytime we did anything and went anywhere, I have to work the room to fill the crowd out, see if they're enjoying the event, what are the pros and cons about it, what they like, what they dislike, whatever. I will go around and I'm talking to everybody and making everybody feel comfortable. Even strangers, I'm taking them out of their shell, sitting in the corner by themselves and introducing them to other people. She see me doing that and talking to everybody around. And she'd always, at the end of the night, feel some type of way about herself. She'd be like, well, why you didn't talk to me? I said, I circled around the room. I will come to you every once in a while. Say, hey, babe, whisper in your ear. Patch on the butt. Do whatever I had to do to, <laughs> to what I thought was making you feel comfortable. Right, right. But you were still yet not comfortable. What I can't do is this. And you wouldn't even feel good if you trailed me around the whole room doing everything I had to do all night. Right. Like a like flunky. Like you babysitting. You know what I'm like? I'm babysitting you. And these were people she knew. First of all, let me say this. This was an organization she was a part of. So if she wasn't a part of it, I can understand a little bit more. But no, this woman was a part of it. Right. She was involved with it. Right. But still yet felt as though that somehow there was a disconnect with us and that I was doing too much with other people. When every single time, you know, I was in this organization long before her. And every single time, everything she got invited to and every time she came out and then she got involved. That was never the situation. It was never true. I never made any plays. I never did anything. And many times we'll be standing there in the same situation, and she feels as though I give the other woman too much conversation. I was. So that's how, when it became jealousy. How to does me. that make you feel, like the men in the room? Like, how does that make you feel about your woman if she is like the insecure, like that, jealous, like that, always nag? I, I, would, I guess it seems like nagging if you've yeah. already addressed it a few times, and yeah. she's still saying the same thing. When like, you nag a man too much in that situation. I believe at a certain point you're going to run that man off. I agree. I, and, and I would agree with that. And I think how that happens is different depending on the personality of the guy. So, you know, I can think of, let's just say, I'll just say me and Anthony, for example, because I know Anthony is blunt. In that situation, Anthony probably going to say something and just be like, look, this, this is not going to happen or this ain't going to work. Sounds like is me. Is that fair, Anthony? <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> like so, so, okay, so for me, I might cater to the the person's feelings a little more to try to, you know, be like, you know, I apologize. 
I don't think I did anything wrong, but blah, 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 and, and pr- try to work with that person, but it's still going to push me away too. You know what I'm saying? So it may not be as direct. Either way it goes, it's going to make me uncomfortable. It's going to make me right. feel like I can't be me because I'm the same way. That's what I if told you. If I'm in a social setting, I'm an outgoing person. I'm wanting to talk and mingle and mix with everybody. And if you back there mad and, and I'm still I'm coming back checking on you and things like that, but I'm not gonna walk around and hold your hand the whole night. I told her that's how I function in life. I'm a social person. I'm gonna talk to everybody. What you can't do is change me and tame me. Because even if I decide to say I wouldn't um do I, I was decided to do what you were asking, I'm doing it in a you're, very you're sinful it, yeah, way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and bitterness right, but, is but, but sometimes it's not that we're wanting you to walk around and hold our hand all night. You may think that you're doing something that makes us feel comfortable or makes us feel secure. I like, I'm being the devil's advocate here. I'm actually in agreement Uh with you guys. Let's just put that out there. (laughs) But me and you guys think that you're doing something that is supposed to make us feel better, but you're really not listening to what we tell you. Like you're doing what you think makes us feel better and not what in my head, I've clearly told you what would make me feel better. Right. So then at that point, I always tell the woman, you're talking about my actions. So if we're talking about my actions and how you feel, well, I think that. <clears throat> That's the point where you got to get over your feelings. You, no, not necessarily because I'm sure there are things that she does that are her actions that make you feel a certain kind of way. Nah. Yeah, I think I think you a conversation needs to happen. I think you know if y'all are in in this thing and trying to make it work, then everybody's feelings matter, whether yeah. they well founded or not. They still they matter still and matter. they still need to be dealt with. So a conversation needs to happen. And if through a mature, mature adult conversation, y'all conclude, you know what? Okay, maybe she was tripping. Or, okay, maybe I need to be more attentive or whatever the case may be, then that's that. Now, after that, it keeps up and, yeah. you know, y'all just, y'all just can't click. Then it's like, okay, maybe there's something else going on. But where and y'all there are times when women, we are tripping like it is But do they is. ever agree to that? Do they ever say, oh, it was me. I'm tripping. I, 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 I might not I tell you that. I have experienced, yes, yes through those it's conversations. It's like, yeah, I was tripping. Yeah, it might okay. be rare, but that shit is rewarding I, when it happens. Hell yeah. <laughs> Far but, in between. But I think the thing about it is when it comes to insecurity and jealousy, man, I think if you are somebody that's trying to work with uh, a significant other that is insecure or that is jealousy, uh, jealous to some capacity, the dangerous part of it for people like myself and others who are not jealous or insecure so much you start kind of putting your own feelings on the back burner. Right. And then you are always worried about, okay, what makes this person happy? What's right. going to keep this person from feeling like they're being disrespected or, you know, feeling this kind of way? And no, you're not going to understand it every time because you're not that type of person. Right. It doesn't mean you are a bad person because that is how you are. Right. But you don't want to ever get to the point where you start changing who you are, right. your happiness, and putting it on the back burner for that person because then resentment builds up. Mm-hmm. Resentment builds up and then you can't – when it, when the situation comes to where maybe – it's not going to work out or that relationship is severed. You don't ever want to sever. I personally don't ever want to sever a relationship where I can't speak to that person again. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where you have. That's the dangerous part about relationships and jealousy. You net you end up having to put yourself on a back burner. And I feel like nobody, no man, no woman, no white, black, transgender, sure. gay. You shouldn't have to do that. Shit. Exactly. So Your happiness exactly. should never be put on the back burner. I do. Uh, it's been on your heart, been on my mind. I'll take the blame, cause I know it's mine. You've been there from the start, right by my side. You think it's your Man, it's something we talk about all the time when people, you know, something that black, the black community does not want to address. Uh, Joseph, this is something, you know, we heard you wanted to talk a little bit about. Did you want to kick it off or got us some examples you want to give us? Okay, I guess I'll just jump right into it. Um, well, being this mental illness, you know, awareness month, um, when Jessica called me and she was talking about, she asked me, what do you, um, any particular thing you want to discuss? And I really couldn't think of anything, but I know the conversation I've been having with people this month. We were talking about mental illness and um, <clears throat> let me pull my voice back up. Oh, you good. I'm trying to go into my bed, right? But that's my natural tone, unless I'm trying to no, you know, project. It is, bro. Um, <laughs> And so, um, I know it is a very sensitive subject. I know in our community, many times we go through things that we don't discuss openly or share and seek professional help with. And I think that is a detriment to us many times. Um, you know, if it's talking about molestation, if it's talking about, um, 
rape even outside of um with a family member yeah or anything like that or even just abuse uh verbally or physically from a parent you know things that contribute to that exactly because yeah. I, I i can definitely say that everything i just listed i'll suffer from except for rape yeah um that's you know, good, man. when I was young, it took me a long time to get over yeah. many of these things. And when I was growing up um, in high school, I was a very aggressive person. I always wondered that's why. The, that's the second time. That, the mic just fell. Don't worry yeah. about it, people. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to hold it like she's singing a solo now. I know. Karaoke. <laughs> you got go. it, bro. Okay. And um, it took me a while to get over it because I, my mom didn't seek the help out for me. Yeah. And neither did I because it was one of those things where you always taught you deal with it, and especially as a man. And at church. Hide your emotions. Yeah. Um, run away from it. And pray about it. Yeah, and that was all you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I do believe that through time, God has allowed me to heal yeah. and things change and I'm different. But there was more to it. I needed to actually talk to people who he had actually given things to yeah. who can help me. Yeah. You know, people, we think that when we go outside of it, God when we seek mental health that it is us trying to go to somebody else who have the answers but god has also given other people answers who can help heal yeah, us yeah. from the things we're going through we don't exactly. have to just say oh well if the preacher didn't say it over the pulpit and i didn't read it in my own bible it's not true it's not true because yeah. we all know from from i hear the conversation you have that the word of god is outside of what we consider the bible to yeah, be yeah. god relates to us in so many different ways and different, yeah. gives us different avenues to uh relate to him so i believe that mental health mental um illness is a strong thing that we need to discuss so that's what i told her about it yeah you know and i think with you saying that man and i've talked to gary about it and, and we've talked countless times about from the perspective of the pulpit when people want to say pray about it and talk to God. But when you think about it back in the day and even in biblical times, when somebody had issues or were mentally ill, they called them crazy people or they had demons in them. Mm -hmm. So there was no like diagnosis for that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to know that yes, the the Bible is there to help lead and guide people who need it or believe in that type of thing. If used correctly, used correctly. Exactly. But like, like Joseph said, he also did give just like a, a football player says, I thank God for these abilities. You have to thank a counselor who has the ability to sit there and have the patience to listen to somebody else's problems, not put their own um, issues into that problem and be able to decipher what they need to find out about this person to help them, you know, to heal that person mentally. I think it's a big thing in, in the black community because like Joseph said, homosexuality, people being raped, all these things that blacks deal with, that whites deal with, that every other culture deal with, we don't want to directly want to deal with them. It. Yeah, and because we don't talk about those things, especially when you, I love the fact that you put that in the context of the church and how so many, so many African American people who are so committed to the the black church and to Christianity, and really I would say a narrow version of Christianity, don't get the kind of help that they need because they're told that God, you know, should be able to handle everything. Well, how does God handle things? God puts, like you said, puts people in position, put people in your life. Uh, uh, gives people the opportunity to develop an expertise to deal with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and and if we don't take advantage of it, it's the old uh, analogy of, you know, somebody drowning and, and, and praying, God save me, and, and somebody comes by with a boat, and he's like, you need help. No, I'm waiting on God. And eventually it goes on and goes on. Dude drowns, and he goes to heaven. It's like, why didn't you save me? It's like, I sent five people to try to help you. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of situation where um, we don't, we don't take advantage of what's what's before us. And I think it's because of a lot of the stigma that comes along with mental health problems, with sexuality, with these kinds of things. Um, they, they come with a stigma, and we are taught that we can't deal with it because as African Americans, we deal with so many other social stigma, you know, some different kinds of things that keep us Correct. from talking about these things. Yeah. No, it's difficult. And uh, Brian in here fucking up the mics and shit. <laughs> Nah, you good, bro. You turned down. I Gary. thought he turned us off there. He he turned Gary's down by accident because they they actually have it marked wrong though. So it's not yeah they have it marked. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's marked th- uh, mic three, but it's mic four. So it's good. Can you hear something? Say something, Chris. Something. All right, we good. All right. Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> Thank you. This is like Renaissance, man. This nigga's just doing everything in this motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, but no. Nah, I, I want to chime in with yeah, that. Um, it's unfortunate. I don't necessarily think that it is the black church's problem or oh, no. fault. Yeah. But I think that with black people in general, we have a lot of like 
history and just a lot of traditions that we like to follow. And unfortunately, we um, kind of abide by this thing that that's the way it's always been done. And so like our grandparents, right, if they had a problem, they didn't go talk to people. They just sat there, dealt with it and and figured it out. So then our parents grew up like that, right? You got a problem. You don't go talk to anybody. You just figure it out. So then it was kind of projected onto us that you got a problem. You don't talk about it. You just figure Figure it out. out, And that's just kind of how the black family is. And that and on top of when we do have a problem or if there is something going on in the family, everything's so secretive. Yeah, like, you, you know, <laughs> your grandpa could have been treating on, cheating on grandma and they, everybody knew it, but it was so secretive. And, oh, you can't talk about can't that. Talk it's about just it. so family much business. That, yes, family business. So much that goes on. And it's unfortunate that now we still feel like it's stuff that we're not allowed to talk, talk about. about. Grown ass people, but mm-hmm. I still can't talk about this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. I eat so. every Tyler Perry movie. True. All the black secrets that they talk about, those are the things that we go through, but we never deal with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually at a wedding, <laughs> something crazy where we haven't seen each other for years, <laughs> and we're mad at the black sheep of the family. What's considered the black sheep of the family, a person who's gone away and has some success but comes back, they're like, why you disown us and you don't? Well, because no, when I decided to, I want it better. I'm, right. <laughs> and I decided to deal with my issues on my own in another form. Yeah, and you right. guys weren't. You just want you to just sit want right to here in the Mississippi here. Delta. Yeah. And deal but, with that, but, that, but that's so funny, man, with the country, bro. Like, I know when I came back home one time after not being there, I was like, I really don't eat a lot of pork anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know when I went back home, they was like, nigga, you Muslim? I'm like, nah, yeah. nigga, I just don't want to eat it. Hoghead cheese, right. nigga. I don't want high blood that's pressure. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right yeah. There. I done ate so much fucking soul food. I don't got to eat it. this shit no goddamn more. No, I kid you not. When I went back to um, Texarkana once, I went out with my friends and I really love salmon. Yeah. And so we went to a restaurant and I was like, I want to order salmon. And they were like, oh, you bougie now? What Nigga, you that's doing? salmon. That's what salmon. You <laughs> right. when, when you start eating salmon. You don't even say the L no more? That's yeah. salmon. <laughs> I'm like, what? I just... I like it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to wait. Now you bougie. Yeah. What the hell? You don't want to eat no catfish? Yeah. Exactly. Right. You don't, you don't want to eat no fried fish? catfish? No, I don't. Give me a piece of salmon. Thank you. <laughs> Can I get a salad? Some. Right. Nah, bro. Right. The country, man, they won't let you get, they won't let you evolve. If you're in the country, we talk about it all the time, especially being from Texas County, man. It's like, there's so much talent down there, but it's like a suck hole and it's hard to get out. And if you don't get out, you're just going to be a regular person down yeah. there. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you choose to have, mm-hmm. a regular small town, you know, town lifestyle. But if you want bigger, yeah. you shouldn't be looked down upon because you want to do something better. You want to do something bigger with your life as opposed to just sitting at home, scratching your ass, eating all this shit that's going to eventually kill you. And I think yeah. that's the same even for city cats. Like I have a, a really good friend now. We've um, we're not as close now, but we grew up in, a, in, in Dallas, in Oak Cliff, and um, we always thought that we'd go and do a bunch of big things. But when we became adults, he got settled in his ways with the nickel and diamond type of jobs that he was yeah. doing, you know, working at a warehouse there, you know, doing this, that, and other. Yeah. And he never tried to evolve, and he never wanted to go to school to do anything. And still to this day, he's still doing the same thing, still working at the same type of job. And I'm like, you know, so he, anytime, you know, I do something and I invite him above I-30. Yeah. He's always like, oh, man, you doing all this? I'm like, <laughs> me bringing you to Kona Grill ain't nothing. nothing. Like, what are you talking about? Nothing. So even my little cousins, you know, I'm like one of the elder cousins. So I always kind of invite them up and do stuff with them. And they feel like, oh, wow, Joe. You, I'm you like, put us on game. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> nigga. This ain't <laughs> shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, we are eating and drinking at a nice establishment. That's, That's nothing. Yeah. This is nothing compared to the places I want, want to, to go, go to every week. Yeah. Right. Ocean Prime, right. to Perry's every single week. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Nigga, I so, went to Perry Steakhouse <laughs> and I was like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Not every week. Not every week. And then Hell I think no. the second time I Unless went. to Pork Chop Friday. Yes. The, and the second time I went, it was for a homeboy's engagement party. And like when I saw the bill, because you know, it was me and Artesia, I was paying for two. That bill was like two hundred. He's like, bro, I got. It. He's like, I got the whole bill because it, I invited you guys out for the. Th-. I was like, my nigga, let me lead it. Let me lead this forty dollars. Let me hit these niggas. Word. Let me hit them. Let me show them my appreciation. Bro, I bet that. I bet man. you that damn servant was so happy that waiter because every he paid for everything, so everybody was able to leave a twenty dollar tip. Oh, yeah. You feel obligated to live to leave twenty and forty when you ain't got to pay two hundred and fifty. Right. 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 And then the last time I went to. Um, that's what why the, I stick to pork chop fries. What the fuck? I forgot the name of this. Other, I think it was Fago the Child. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Fogo. Fogo, Fogo, Fogo the Child. Child. Fogo the Child. It's okay. So I went out there, bro. I took my mom out there when she graduated. It was like me, my brother, my niece. <laughs> you, uh, you was taking you paid for everybody, bro. 
It was I didn't know. It was <laughs> oh, like four, really? it was like yeah, four yeah. people, bro. You should have been to research. Y'all had sodas and everything. But see, listen, I knew I knew that it was gonna be like a little bit expensive. No, it was that's the thing. It was liquor. Everybody drunk liquor. So like when I got the bill, my brother like when he got the bill, like he was like, let me just see the bill for you, guys. I was like, why? He's like, I was like, I know it's gonna be expensive, but I didn't know it was a standard of seventy five dollars per, per person. person. Yes, sir. Yeah, not including the liquor. Not so when the bill liquor. came around to me, he took a picture. I said, why are you taking a picture of it? I got that bitch. I felt like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady paying for the offensive line <laughs> meal. Yeah, that bitch was like, was it was like six hundred some dollars. Oh, I said, God, God damn. Yeah, and it was nobody that I could fuck after dinner. Right. I'm, like, Shit, I'm not getting no pussy after this fucking. I would have found somebody. I found some pussy. They'd be like, look, I just been through something. I've been you through something, bitch. Here. I need you here. I need something. <laughs> I need something here tonight. I done paid six hundred dollars, nigga. I need something. I bring you some of these leftovers, and we can say you went to bro. dinner with me. Oh lord. No, like, but I I think you know just to get back on that topic, man. I there's a lot of social practices and a lot of I mean we all know what black people in this country have had to deal with and unfortunately you know a lot of it we deal with it affects us directly but it's not necessarily our fault it's not the black church's fault yeah, exclusively it is not. Mm-hmm. it's not even the traditions and black families fault we're put in positions where you know we we have less than we i mean think about food deserts you know when you talk about eating healthy and yeah. things like that you know we come from the hood we might eat uh, you know, hog mall and, and, and all of that. You know, we might be forced to eat these kinds of things. And then when we move to other parts and w- the houses that we can afford, there tend to be no grocery stores. Yeah. You know, there's nothing but fast so food. Fast and so, food you know, things like that are, are unfortunately systemic in that black people are made to feel like we have to stay in the same position. Yes. And that's why I appreciate this show and other kinds of things where we start talking about this stuff and say, you know what, you still black if you decide to do better for yourself. Yes. It's perfectly fine. Right. It's just there's a whole lot of systems that are in place that are meant to keep us where we are. I think, and I think you and because and this kind of ties over and some of these things are going to have to carry over the next week because we have a short show. But I, I think what you were saying about fuck I just did what you did and had a brain fart <laughs> basically I was going to be talking about like you said being able to move away and still right. you know not lose yourself I think right. that comes with knowing who you are and also mm-hmm. what type of friends do you have around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with the right people because if I saw Gary move to another part of town and he moves better than where he at I'm going to say bro that's, that's big ups right. that's what's up how did you do it so I can do it yeah right. and right. we talked about Don't hate on him and we talked about that too you have a lot of times when you do want somebody to help you figure out how you got to that point but you have black people that's like I want to be the only one driving that Mercedes I want to be the only one driving that BMW so I think that's when you have to learn to invest in good friends right. and make That's sure the friendship point. that you have, you have reciprocity. And to me, when I think good friendship, I first think reciprocity. Yeah, right. I'm dig- I'm I'm pouring into you. Are you pouring out? Go ahead. Have, have you guys ever heard of the mastermind principle? Uh-uh. Um, anybody out there? I would suggest you can YouTube the whole entire book. It's by Napoleon Hill, and um, it actually came out in the nineteen early 1900s. And what he did was he sat and he um, kind of menteed with some of the richest people in the world the carnegies the fords um everybody with big big money and he came out with the mastermind principle which tells you what you can do as a person to get to that level and one of the first principles of that is reciprocity making sure that you have people around you that you're not only taking from them but you're also giving to them and that person with the giving hand i think it's a saying like god please give me a hand to make and a heart to give it away yeah. that's the person that's going to be that big person yeah. the, the person that's going to help their community the person that's going to make it to the level that you're actually trying to go to and i think so. no even yeah. okay i don't want to interrupt too many times i think with friendship we and, and even especially in black communities with friendship and just giving back we want to give back on the highest level but you got to start at a lower level. Right. And I think too many times, and I'm experiencing that with trying to start my own business and reaching out to people, you have people that want to help and then they genuinely do help. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Gary. That's what I love about Christian. And and, every, and it's like, then you have people who are like, I'm telling you I'm going to help, but they never help. Right. They never show up. They never come through. And then for me, I know my mom talks to me all the time and she always tells me, regardless of whether people do it for you, keep doing what you're doing, which kind of goes to what Christian was saying about if you had, you know, give me the hand to build it and also give it away. Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, like if I'm not here one week, I'm always like, hey, Gary, come in. Let me show you something to where if, if I'm not here, you could take over right. or Brian like Brian. Now he's in the studio doing photography like what four months ago, bro. Me and Gary will be here and I'm like, Gary, grab a mic while I'm on break. I'll get the pictures of everybody to where you're overworking yourself. But also yeah. I had to learn to trust 
and release to, to release yeah. and that was the hard part for me because i would give somebody you know i would delegate something to someone but then i'm doing it on the back end and i'm like i gotta stop because i'm double working right. and then it's kind of disrespectful to give somebody that role and then you never allow them to do Take it because it you keep putting your hand in it right. right so you know we got 10 more minutes left in this bitch man <laughs> i hate that we don't have more time we got to get joseph in here again but I wasn't going to go to the Shark Awards tonight, bro, because I was like, I don't want to go and I don't want to fuck go and don't fucking win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't. I'm I'm so competitive. I was like, you I don't like, like that. Dude. You like that. You got to be like Taraji. Like yeah, you got to go. say you're going to be like the dude at the award shows <laughs> that they show all the nominees. And uh, you know everybody usually happy for the yeah. person yeah. to win. They gonna look at you. You gonna be sitting there just angry. <laughs> <and pissed. laughs> I know my show better than this nigga show. <laughs> Pull a Kanye on their no. ass, right? But no, I'm, gl- I'm shake I'm his hand out. Was give him that tight grip. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm gonna go because you know. First of all, my mom talked to me and she's like, "You gotta go." You know, Artiza said the same thing, and then everybody was just saying, "You gotta go." And even if you don't win. Go and the thing that I think that's it's it's great, you know, with Rob and them is like we didn't even put our name in the bucket, right? Like they just nominated, to, just to be yeah. nominated, yeah, just to be just nominated. You know, they nominated us. You know, even when they came out to the live event, like I've said before, we was only expecting like maybe twenty people, yeah. but we ended up getting like sixty, seventy five people rolling through, and 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 it's been great, you know. Yeah. And and I think the 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 power behind it, bro, is like like we always talk about. I was talking to Brian early, and it's just being consistent. Having good people around you, having a vision, you know, to be around you. I was talking to somebody the other day, and it was like, "Oh, so you started your own business?" I was like, "Yeah." It was like, "How many people you got working for you, for you?" I was like, "Well, I don't have nobody working for me. I have people working with me." I was like, "Cause I can't even pay these people mm-hmm. to show up every Saturday, or like Gabrielle to write something on the website, or Gary to show up, or like Gary took care of the whole month of August dues, you know, for the studio. I can't, I can't pay people for that. Mm-hmm. But like after the show, I was like, "Well, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm not rich, but let me take you guys out to dinner, or let me let's do dinner on me. Let me send you guys something to eat." You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that or consistently showing my appreciation by posting things on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or doing a direct call or direct text to be like, hey, you doing all right? How's everything good? You know, going because I wouldn't be able to do this shit. Right. You can't do anything by yourself. And I think that goes back to what you the point you made about what kind of friends you keep yourself with. man. I mean, uh, my boy Brandon went to Grambling this past weekend to talk to their business school and basically about, you know, success. And one of the important points I think he made that I would tell any young person growing up trying to be successful, you got to have good people around you. Man, you can't it, it is impo- You can have all the expertise in the world. If you don't have people around you that are going to help you, that are going to encourage you and push you to be better, you, you will not be successful. Because ultimately, you're either reflecting the people that are around you because that's who you really are or... You're going to be around them so long, that's who you're going to become. Yeah. You know and any saying? smart person knows that you want people around you that are smarter than you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well I'm iron normally sharp the dumbest. Iron. I am normally the dumbest <laughs> motherfucker in the room. <laughs> so anybody that I'm around, <laughs> hey, pour into this nigga. Like Kevin I say, nigga, help me, please. So, Help you me. know, I'm, I'm definitely waiting for it. But, man, this is uh, this show. It, we're wrapping it up this show, man. Like I said, we got to get to the Shark Hill Wars. Keep your fingers crossed for us. Uh, we will be back next week again from 1 to 3. Tell somebody to tell somebody, man. If you want to know where we're at, the people who are listening, tell this to the people who keep asking you about how do we listen to the show. All you got to do is download the TuneIn app. Search FBRN. Once you search FBRN, click on the Blue Bowl. We're in the Blue Bowl every Saturday from 1 to 3. If you missed the show on Saturday, you can catch us on SoundCloud. We need to get those numbers up you can catch us on itunes we need to get those numbers up and we've been looking into trying to get on stitcher i've heard something about that so we're trying to get transferred over to stitcher uh joseph where can they find you at on social media man if somebody wanted to hit you up man so you can get another nasty email <laughs> <laughs> i like those uh, <laughs> look me up at uh joseph b harris on facebook and i am jb harris on instagram but I, before we go to tell them about the because uh, i know you do the fashion thing too you still doing that Oh, yeah. Like the clothing um, thing? I'm trying to keep the gentlemen of Dallas and abroad laced with all the finest uh, custom <laughs> suiting yeah. for their everyday lives. Trying to get these cats to realize that ladies love your outfits first before they love you. Tailored first. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she'll be ready to <clears throat> do a bunch of different things for you <laughs> if she sees that you dress nice before you even speak to her, brother. So just holler at me. Where is this the where at though? You ain't the Hit me up at <laughs> Joseph B. Harris on Facebook or I am JB Harris. All You'll right. see, see it. And where they gonna find you at, Christian? I'm on Instagram. That's it. Uh Chrissy Coopwood. There you go. And what's up with you, Gary? I always say Rev Run. Rev Gr- <laughs> <laughs> Rev Green Two. 
uh all one word fa- uh instagram twitter and then gary f green the second on facebook and before we get out of here too let me make sure go, get a pen right now and write down this number because we need y'all to call in yep. next week and the weeks after when we're on there it's 214-431-5062 write that down yep. call in let us know what you think while we're on the air give us questions feedback all that yeah and i mean if you want to um, look up some stuff or read some of the articles that we write you can go to www.therealityis.com if it's topics you want us to talk about hit us up at info at therealityis.com you can find me on twitter and social media on sir robert poe that's s-i-r-r-o-b-e-r-t-p-o-e you can find the homie brian at illegal street you can find uh artesia at no artesia and the illegal street is not anything illegal it's just ill ill eagle you know what i'm saying so always give brian the homie a, a hard time about that but hit What's up, man? And always remember to inhale courage to exhale success. This is the reality is, and we signing off at this bitch. Have a good one. Peace. Bye. He stood on the corner with the rest of them. Though we knew that this corner wasn't the best of them. Hard streets and the life that caressed them. Dirk police, domestic beefs that's festering. He knew the president wasn't addressing them. Though dead presidents was addressing them. Two kids from hot sex, no protection in. People don't see how age is affecting them. It get hard, you get to get the guy questioning. Can't find a job, so you ride it. Reality is a production of Fishbowl Radio Network and Roberts Media Group. Our team includes Artesia Swindle, Christian Evans, Gary Green, Brian Fuller, Jessica Henderson, and Gabrielle Johnson. I'm on Twitter at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. The show is at The Reality Is. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. And if you like The Reality Is, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. And you can also email us for any show topics or any messages that you want to leave, voice recordings or anything at info at therealityis.com. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.